Welcome to the Closer Look podcast, where we are equipping believers to grow closer to God and to others through a closer look at discipleship. Hello, everyone. I'm Brenda Rhoda, and I'm one of the teachers and facilitators of the Closer Ministry. I'm laying out some principles to help you lead a closer group. I want to cover two endings. Your group has ended. It's time together for the week. So what do you do as the leader? Or, or and, your group has finished the study. What can you do now? As I mentioned at the end of our time together in the last podcast, this is really where discipleship takes off. Our church, Grace Community Church, has a mission statement, and it's on the wall for all to see who enter our church. It says, we exist to be disciples who make disciples who live and love like Jesus. We don't just put that on the wall in our brochures. We live that out. And by leading a closer group, you are living it out too. Whether you are meeting in person or virtually, when you end your group for the evening, stop and pray. God has answered your prayers, so it is a good time to thank him. Take a minute to review the night in your head. This doesn't need to take long, but was there an answer that maybe seemed off? Was one of your ladies particularly quiet that night? Did you have a great answer to a question that maybe you want to remember? If you need to, jot those comments down and use them when you reach out to your women the following week. We're hoping you have time to connect with your ladies each week. This can be by phone, in person, text, message, whatever works for you. We understand your time is limited, and honestly, their time is as well. But this is where discipleship continues. Let me read one of the discipleship tips that Julie Keeler offered. She said, we all want meaningful relationships. The key is to ask good questions that let conversations unfold. As you discuss each other's responses to the weekly questions, listen for the heartfelt need or the unspoken struggle. Ask more questions if needed, and then let the conversation go from there. Now, All these discipleship tips are on the closer page of our website. These are tools for you to use when you're leading your groups. When I call that woman who had the great answer, I want to thank her for it. I want her to be encouraged. If I address one lady for the, quote, perfect answer in the group setting, it may come off as a caution to others, and they may not want to share. But when you are one-on-one, it is a good time to affirm the woman. Recently, one of my women expressed a concern in the group time, and another woman, a little more mature in her walk, suggested that she read the final thoughts. That's the commentary at the end of our study, and it shed light for her. This was a beautiful way to help someone without fixing them. And you know what? It was a good reminder to all the women in the group to read the final thoughts. I couldn't wait to affirm her for doing that. 
Another time, we were discussing our discipleship relationships. We were sharing who we were discipling and who was discipling us. One of the ladies mentioned the person's name, and she made a comment that this woman that disciples her keeps her in line or makes her toe the line. It was something like that. Well, that just seemed off to me. That's not the example of discipleship that Jesus laid out for us. Let me read that what Jesus said to his father about his disciples. In John 17, starting with verse 6, he started by saying, I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they've obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they're still in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and gave them safe, kept them safe by that name you gave me. You know, these are such loving words. You can see and hear the heart of Jesus. When I called her, I just read scripture, and honestly, the Holy Spirit did the rest. We believe by keeping our group small, we'll be able to contact each of our ladies every week. But if you know you can't, we're going to suggest a few things. First of all, why don't you just divide your ladies up and call a few each week? Um, Another suggestion might be that you might have a trained leader sitting in your group. They're not leading this, this particular semester. Maybe you could ask them if they would make the phone calls for you. Listen, we are praying for you. Reach out if you need help. We know you cannot spend all your time on phone calls because as soon as your group is done for the week, you too get to begin your preparation for the next week. Two other things we want you to do after the group ends, and these take very little time. The first one is to log on to Planning Center and enter your attendance. This is an easy way to track commitment. The second thing we want you to do is to send out the teaching video. We found this summer that if we put it in their mailboxes, they were more likely to view it. And the commentary they receive, both in the teaching videos and in the final thoughts, are an important element in our closer study. The second ending I want to cover is what we do at the end of our time together. Some of the suggestions I've heard are go for a hike, go out for a meal, visit in someone's home. It is a nice way for the group to gel in person. And sometimes you see two or three women just organically get connected after this and stay together. We're going to have a corporate time together each at the end of each of our studies. That is that all the closer groups will come together to share what we have learned. 
but your group may want to do that as a small group as well. At Grace Community Church, we have put our entire year schedule together. Our goal is to lead studies that last in eight or 10 week increments three times each year. In between those times, the leaders have time to rest and be retrained, but our ladies have several options. Julie Keeler has listed out these options in a previous podcast, and all the resources may be found on our website, www.gracetoday.org closer. Let me suggest a few options here. If a woman is new in their faith, she may want to choose to go through the growing workbook. If a woman is not sure where she is in her growth, she may want to spend some time doing a self-assessment. Maybe someone's been walking with the Lord and they are ready to jump into serving. She can do the spiritual gifts assessment and then look at her local church for ways to jump in. Ultimately, a person's spiritual maturity is their responsibility, but as a discipleship-driven ministry, it is our job to point her in the right direction. And thankfully, we have lots of resources that she can take advantage of. In our future podcasts, we'll be reviewing the different stages of growth and the path to spiritual maturity. Stay tuned for more content-rich podcasts to come. You can find our podcast on Spotify and iTunes. I also hope you will check out our workbooks on our website. They are all free for you to download. If you want to start a closer community, there is a how-to guide on our website as well. And of course, if you need support or have any questions, we are here for you. Check out our website at gracetoday.org closer. We are all about equipping individuals through their local church to grow closer to God and to others through a closer look at their Bible and a closer look at discipleship.